warm welcome to all who come to St. Anne's on this 1st of October, a beautiful fall day in our nation's capital, and to those who join us by way of live stream. Growing up, I'm sure all of us remember so many times when our parents told us to do things. Clean your room. Brush your teeth. Get up. Go to bed. Fold your clothes. Take out the trash. Mow the lawn. Rake the leaves. Get out of this house. <laughs> I remember as a kid when mom said that. Just get out of this house and run around. And don't come back until the sun goes down and it's time for dinner. Just get out of the house and run around. So I did that. I kept running around the house outside and she said, what are you doing? I said, you said to run around the house. And most times, I guess, as kids, we did what our parents told us to do. Clean the bathroom, empty the dishwasher, all those things, we did them. Because we knew there was a price to pay, perhaps, if we didn't, right? Don't make mom mad. Don't make dad mad. Just do it. Yes. Maybe with some reluctance, but as kids, we did it. And then comes adolescence, right? A little different attitude. Clean your room. Okay. Clean your room. Later. Right. But adolescence, yeah. Doing it my way, maybe saying, sure, I'll do it. Mom comes back and says, hey, did you do what I told you to do? So, yeah, as we get older, we begin to confuse our yes and our no. We say yes, but we really mean no. That's what's going on with really the second son. The father comes to him and says, go into the vineyard and do the work. And he says, yeah, I'll do it. But then never goes. Now, if I had done that to my father, big price to pay. But we're not told in this parable what the father does to that son. The one who says, yes, sir, but then really says no. Interesting. And we don't like people like that. I don't, personally. People that say, yes, count on me. I'll do this. I'll do this. And then never do it. Do you know people like that? They'll say, yeah, count on me. 
I'll do that. But then you get that last minute phone call or text, oh, something's come up, I can't take you to the airport, oops. It's all Uber. So we know people that don't follow through with their word. But the focus really is on the first son, isn't it? The son who said, no, I'm not gonna do your work. And we're not told what the father has to do with him, but that's not the point. The son makes a choice later on. We don't know when, but at some point later on, he changes his mind and goes out to work. And that's the focus for us. Because the Lord is so patient. He knows our human weakness, our frailties. He knows that so often he asks us to do things, like to follow our conscience in a particular situation. And we know what we have to do. No one has to tell us. That inner voice is so clear to be honest, to be pure, to be just so focused on what is true and beautiful and good and the confusion. I, I can't do that. So the Lord waits. He waits patiently. The compassion, the suffering love. So he suffers that love for you and me when he wants a change of heart. And we're saying, no, no, can't do that now. Don't want to. I can't change. I don't want to change. There are so many things that we need to change in our lives, attitudes, letting go of grudges, judgments and condemnations of people, anger. The list goes on and on. He waits, he waits. He knows that we say no, and yet he prays later on a change of heart. So those who have the change of heart are the ones that are being welcomed into his life. And it's not easy to change. But I think with the fall weather, this beautiful time of year in Washington, there's a change in the air. And let that be a natural inspiration because with that comes eventually the death of winter. But all this beauty will really be changed. And winter is beautiful too, but it's not as beautiful perhaps as fall or spring. But there has to be a death. Winter is the death. And by analogy, the death to sin. So our Lord is always looking for repentance. There's one thing about the Catholic Church that is fantastic, and that is we will always be in business. Do you know why? Because we're all sinners. I came not for the righteous, I came for the sick, the sinful. That's good news. We say, oh, happy fault. Oh, necessary sin of Adam that gained for us so wonderful a redeemer. Patiently, for eternity, Christ continues to wait for that change of heart, pleading hoping, praying. I came 
for the repentance of sinners. And I will never stop doing all this for you because I love you so much and I know how confused you are. I know so many times the temptations of life can overwhelm you. I've seen it, I've experienced it, I know it profoundly in my humanity, he says. And I take it all upon me now, and I say to you once again that my blood for you is the new and eternal covenant. The words of institution over the chalice of wine. This is the new and eternal covenant. That relationship will never be broken. You can't even break it. Unless you consciously say, absolutely not, Lord, and I'm never going to... That's the stuff of Satan. But we're all just confused. And so this is my blood poured out for you so that sins may be forgiven. See, remember, friends, it's good to just remember why God became man. You know, we've had wisdom and poetry and brilliant philosophy from Socrates to Plato to Aristotle in the West. We didn't need Jesus to tell us more wisdom, a philosophy of love, virtue, kindness. Aristotle had that down pat. No, what the world really needed and will always need is something the world cannot give or supply, and that is a savior. A savior from sin. See, no one can do that. The government can't save you from that. The IRS won't pay you for that. Only he can do that. So this is my body, this is my blood, poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Those are his words, not mine. So he continues to pour out his body and blood at every Mass, hoping inviting, encouraging by his grace, the repentance for sinners. Which is why our Lord goes on to say something quite bold to these Pharisees and Sadducees who are listening. Even tax collectors and prostitutes are ahead of you. Can you imagine? Why? Because they wanted to repent. And because they had been judged as foreigners and disgusting people. So, yes, when someone asks you to do something and you say, I'll do it, you follow through. If you can't do it, good. Let your no mean no, but let your yes mean yes. And with the Lord, if you say no and he wants you to do it, you know what? Just do it anyway because he knows, he knows. And today, don't delay. If there's something that's going on right now in your mind and heart, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. You know what, just say yes to it. Your day will be so beautiful and so much easier if you unload that right now on him.